Bot Radio Network is pleased to present Encounter, a public service program here on KSIV that spotlights local Christian events and provides information and resources to enrich your lives. And now, your Encounter host, Judy Redlick. Everybody's talking about digital currency, AI. What are these things all about? Much, much more we'll be discussing on this Encounter Show. I'm Judy Redlick. Paul Wozniak is my guest. He's a veteran student of economics, lawyer, Bible scholar, author, and speaker. I'm Judy Redlick. Thanks for joining me today. Paul, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm just, uh, it's a pleasure for me to be on your, your program and speak to your listeners. Paul, we are so inundated by these terms, digital currency, AI. There's so many initials that people are talking about, and it's moving so fast, we can't even comprehend 1% of it. At least I can't. That's why I decided to do a show with you on these issues. So can you first of all tell us what is the big issue about digital currency. Mm. Yeah, the digital currency for one thing I just need people need to know that it is not electronic banking. There's a confusion between what is digital currency. Digital currency is a completely new way of doing finances. And what the there's an acronym that your listeners need to understand because this acronym represents what is coming in terms of digital currency. The acronym is CBDC, and it stands for this. It stands for Central Bank Digital Currency. So this is a movement by nations and governments around the world to have a something to replace currency. Currency is like our U.S. dollar. That would be considered a currency. Something that you hold in your hand, like the other currencies that other countries have as well. That's correct. Currencies you hold in your hand, and we have electronic banking that uses currency, but it's just digital. That's all it is. That's electronic banking. When you have digital currency, you have the government in control of the entire financial transaction from beginning to end. They control everything. In other words, in other words, everything you do that is financially related could be checked, measured, scrutinized, taxed, tracked, verified, and or canceled at the whim of the government in control. It would be tying your hands on, on anything. Now, there's some benefits to that 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 governments will promote. I mean, there'll be no money laundering. That's not possible. There's no, there'll be no drug cartels which do cash transactions or human trafficking. You see, they could regulate the bad. The problem, Judy, as you and I know and have seen with any technology, there are, there are, there are really positive things. But there are really, really dark things that are possible about it. And in this case, central bank digital currencies have major, major problems. And what's, what's going on, um, this is a, a worldwide phenomenon. 
Um, even the United States is, is, is really realistically looking at the possibility of adopting a digital currency. It's not done yet. We still have the U.S. dollar. Um, it's still the reserve currency of the world, although that is changing rapidly as we speak. Why is it now changing so rapidly? What is behind that force that's pulling it so quickly? That's a great, great question. You see, the, for forever, let's just take the United States of America and our U.S. dollar. The U.S. dollar has, has for, for, since, since the, we went away from the gold standard, the U.S. dollar has been the reserve currency of the world. What that means is that goods and services on a global scale, when they're major things like gold, for example, transactions in gold, transactions in, in oil, big transactions with China uh, in the past, uh, or Russia, Everything has to be translated to the U.S. The U.S. dollar. dollar. It's a standard that everybody goes by to regulate, correct? That's right. It's a standard that people use to measure, to measure a transaction. You see, but that is changing rapidly. And believe it or not, it's the sanctions on Russia and Iran and China that are causing those major countries to adopt their own type of reserve currency or or a way of transact business between them to avoid using the dollar. Does that make sense? Wow. Okay. So here's, so, so the U S dollar is losing its status as a reserve currency. And, and part of the problem is, is not only because of the sanctions, but because the U S dollar is a fiat currency. Fiat, is a simple term that means it's not backed by anything other than the promise of the good faith and credit of America. Now, when you look at where we are in America in terms of our good faith and credit and what our promises mean, do you and your listeners understand that we are $32.5 trillion in debt as a nation? That's a number that is so hard to fathom let me put it in these terms. It represents $253,000 in debt for each and every taxpayer. That's the debt each and every taxpayer carries of our $32.5 trillion in debt. What that means is that our dollar is not worth anything. It's a fiat currency. It's only based on a promise. And if the promise goes away or we become insolvent, because of our inability to pay our, the interest on the debt, it's all collapses. It collapses. That can't happen with a digital currency. But what happens is it gives the government absolute, complete control over our every financial transaction. And so the important element of this for a Bible-believing Christian is this is what the Bible predicts. That's that's really where we're headed, because in Revelation chapter 13, we've got, we've got two verses that describe a future, and let me just read the verse, and then we'll talk about it. Is that okay? Sure. Okay. So this is, the, this is the, our two verses that, that were predicted thousands, almost 2,000 years ago in the book of Revelation, and 
you can imagine that, that there's no possibility of these verses happening in the past. But today, we can envision that this is really almost, you know, I mean, it really could be a reality. Here's what the verses say. It says, it says that there's going to be the Antichrist and the false prophet that are going to cause all, both small and great, he's talking about people, both rich and poor, both free and slave, to be marked on the right hand or the forehand or the forehead, so that no one can buy or sell unless he or she has the mark. That is the name of the beast or the number of its name. So the beast is the Antichrist. So what this what these verses are calling for is there's going to be a system, a financial system, a world financial system that will cause, that will force, force everybody to be able to buy or sell anything. They'll have to be marked on the right hand or the forehead. And what does that sound like? What is this mark? That sounds like social grading. Well, it sounds like a com- like a computer chip, which is in place today in many nations. There are people, in fact, in America, there are people that are that are having a chip implanted, and this is and that is not that is not yet the mark of this beast to buy or sell. But let me give you a perfect example that is um, is required in Los Angeles. Actually, in the county of Los Angeles. Every animal, every animal pet has to be marked or has to be implanted with a chip so that they, their owner can be identified. And that's put in the, in the nap of the neck, below the head, on, on, uh, on animals, on dogs, for example. So that all of, anybody from animal control needs to do is scan that chip and they know who the owner is. So that is what, this, that is what these two verses in Revelation envision. So... We, we were, now let me connect the dots. You see, we were talking about central bank digital currencies. America, the Federal Reserve, is talking about a central bank digital currency in which they would control every single transaction, everything. Well, this would be a WBDC, a World Bank digital currency, you see, in which the Antichrist and the false prophet during the tribulation, will control every single financial transaction so that nobody could buy or sell unless you have this mark. That's the bad news. That's the bad news, Judy. But the good news is this, and it's very good news, is because the, the tribulation, church-age believers are not destined for the wrath that comes in the tribulation. There's numerous, there's numerous verses that talk about that. So we don't have to worry about this. In fact, in fact, Judy, in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, there's a passage of the Scripture in there that says that the Church will be out of the way. Believers who, are, who are, have the presence of the Holy Spirit will be taken out of the way before the Antichrist is revealed. So that is the very good news. So we won't have to be forced to take this mark. Also, what is happening today, Judy, is that we are being set up. It's like the stick. It's like the curtain call before the actual, um, before the curtain rises and the play begins. We're being set up behind the scenes. Things are in place. This this deterioration of the dollar on the world stage is 
setting us up for something different that will avoid the problems of our debt and the issues with, um, with worldwide transactions. It'll start with just governments adopting a digital concern, currency. And then at some point, there will be a need. The Antichrist will have this idea. There will be a need to consolidate the world banking system. And this will be so obvious. It'll have, and they'll, oh, and they'll express it with all these benefits, like AI today. Are there benefits with AI? Absolutely there are. And we're going to talk about that in a second segment with Paul Wozniak, who is a veteran student of economics, a lawyer, Bible scholar, author, and speaker. Are you with me? I'm Judy Redlick. This is Encounter. Stay tuned. We'll be back after the break. If you've listened to me at any time at all, or you've been friends with me, you know that I love to help people tell their story. Another thing I enjoy doing is helping people find their highest potential. If you're in a life's rut and you just can't figure out how to get past your stuck place, a life coach like me could help. Let me walk with you through your journey of transition. I'm a Christian life coach, and to find out more about my coaching, go to my coaching page at judyredlick.com or email me at jredlickspeaks at gmail.com. I'm Judy Redlick. Thanks for joining me again for Encounter. Paul Wozniak is my guest. He's a veteran student of economics, lawyer, biblical scholar, author, and speaker. And just before the break, we were starting to talk about another huge topic that has discussion groups ranting and raving and talking about the future with it, and that is AI. Paul, what is AI all about, and what are the benefits and the downfalls of AI? Yeah, this is really a hot topic these days, this artificial intelligence, which is what the two letters stand for. Artificial intelligence is the ability of computers to generate responses and answers and can create stories, can create screenplays. It's interesting that artificial intelligence screenplays is a reason that the Screenwriters Actors Guild decide to go on strike because they're petrified that they will put them out of business and they will indeed do that. Well, and radio talk show hosts. That's exactly right. But nothing, Judy, can replace the Holy Spirit. So we don't have to worry about radio talk show hosts that God has put in place like you that are bringing the truth because God will protect you. and, And I praise Jesus for that. However, Here's one of the incredible danger signs about artificial intelligence. In fact, if you, um, I've done some research on this, and there's actually a movement. There's a New World Economic Forum. They think there's a way to use artificial intelligence to create a completely new Bible that doesn't offend people, which if you can imagine what that would be like. But it, an all-inclusive Bible, just think about the ramifications of that. One that would not have male pronouns for God. One that would not have male writers of different books. This is where we're going. A Bible that would be for all people at all times. That's a real possibility. That is not just a guess. That's something they're already talking about. 
on a world scale. And just imagine that. It would be a new religion that would bring in a lot of people that would not be offended by Scripture. So that's something where we're headed. The um, catalyst behind this actually coming to fruition is the Antichrist. And we talked about in the prior segment about the Antichrist and the mark that would be required to buy or sell. But the Antichrist is also a major part of something of this one-world religion. So we'd have not only a one-world currency, but we'd have a one-world religion. And here's how it would happen. Also in Revelation 13, in the passage before, it talks about the mark. In a preceding passage, it talks about this beast. It's going to suffer a mortal wound. So the Antichrist initially comes on the scene during the tribulation as a human being, as a man a male. And for all intents and purposes, he is killed. He suffers a mortal wound, and he is killed. However, he is resurrected, and he comes back to life as a demonic, Satan-empowered beast. And this beast is going to install this one-world religion, and this happens in the middle of a seven-year period of tribulation. So at the very midpoint of this seven-year tribulation, the Antichrist, as this Satan empowers beast, what he does is he enters the rebuilt temple and demands to be worshipped as God. And what he does, and this is where it relates to AI, what the Antichrist does is he installs an image, his image, a personal image that people are required to worship. If they don't worship this image of the beast, they will be killed. So this beast, this image, utters blasphemous words, and he exercises authority on this earth for the three and a half years, the last half of the seven-year tribulation. And so this image, it's interesting that you have AI, we have, I mean, the Walt Disney Company has images that speak. It looks like people, like real people that can talk. And there's nations, China, America... Um, India, they have images of that look like people. They're, they're robots, essentially, that have been programmed with AI, and they respond to you like a human being. What this means, Judy, is that, again, the stage is being set behind the curtain for that day when the Antichrist, in the middle of the tribulation, will reveal himself, will demand to be worshipped as God, will set up this image that appears to have all the attributes of a robot that, with AI that speaks and utters blasphemous words about God. Wow. And you wrote the first of a series of books talking about this kind of stuff, and you're still writing. Tell us about that book. All right. The first book, it's called Shabuot Days. And it's, a Shabuot is a complete time period of seven. That's what the word Shabuah means in it's a Hebrew word, and that's what it means in the Bible, and that's how it's used every single time. But it's not just any complete time period of seven. It's six periods, six identical intervals or time periods, followed by a seventh interval or time period. In other words, chapter 1 and chapter 2 in the book of Genesis. That's six days of creation and one day of rest. And that's 
a Shabuah of days. Throughout Scripture, you have Shabuah of years, which is a complete time period of seven years, which is six years of work or activity or in, in, of farming, six years of servitude, six years of debt, and then a seventh year of release or freedom and or the land life fallow. And then in the book I completed writing, it's called Shabuah Millennium. And Judy, that's a complete time period of seven millennium, six 1,000-year periods of sin and iniquity, followed by a seventh millennium, a 1,000-year period of rest, freedom from Satan for 1,000 years. And that's Revelation 20, Judy. That's Revelation 20. So that's a Shabul millennium, and that's, we're living in, in the days approaching the end of the 6,000 years since Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. And we know that because Jesus gave us signs. Here are those 11 signs, Judy. And these are from Jesus. It's in three of the Synoptic Gospels, which means the similar Gospels. It's Matthew 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21. And here's the 11 signs. False Christ, wars, rumors of wars, nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom, famines, pestilences, Tumult, earthquakes, terrors, and great signs from heaven. These, Judy, are 11 signs that Jesus gave us to tell us we're getting near the end of this 6,000-year age of iniquity. I'd be curious to know where COVID fits into those signs. Well, let me talk about that. You see, um, one of those 11 signs is pestilences. And the word pestilence is a Greek word, loimos, and it means a plague, literally a disease. Uh, it sounds like pest, but it's not pest. It's, it's a disease, pandemic. And you see, we haven't had a global pandemic of the nature of COVID in probably world history, but none like, none like COVID-19. And so that sign alone is like a wake-up call for believers that we are getting close to this end of this age iniquity that Jesus described. So as believers, Paul, what do we do? Oh, you you know, as as a believer, I just, um, as as any believer, I think what we want to do is we want to follow Jesus' advice. Would you you agree with me on that? I would agree. Absolutely. And what Jesus said... In all three of the Gospels, when he talked about the signs, this is the amazing thing about God's Word. Jesus gave us these 11 signs that I read off, including COVID. And then he said this, do not be alarmed. He said that twice, in one Gospel and in another Gospel. He said, do not be alarmed. And in another Gospel, he said, do not be terrified. So as believers, we're to take Jesus' advice. We see these happening. What are we supposed to do? We're not supposed to look around. We're supposed to look up. And when we keep our eyes, when we keep our focus on Jesus, the cares of this world, the terrors, the frightening things seem to melt away because we know that God's ultimately in control. And we also know that the Bible promises that we won't be around. We are out of the way, as 2 Thessalonians 2 says, when the Antichrist is revealed the first time. And that is good news. We are not to be alarmed or terrified, and that's my, that's my advice to your listeners, because that's how I take Jesus' advice to me. 
the Bible tells us to be steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for our labors are not in vain. And that includes reading God's word. That means serving others. That means being there to pray and be there for others because they desperately need to get to know Jesus personally. And if you don't know Jesus personally today, it's really crucial that you get into God's word and get to know him personally and ask him to forgive your sins and come into your life because he is the only answer. He is the only one that will keep us in the one true faith. This one world religion, one world financial can scare us all. But if we stay true and faithful to our Lord Jesus Christ, because he's been faithful to us since the beginning of time, we can lend our influence by sharing about Jesus. If you're interested in learning more about this, dig into God's word. If you're interested in learning more about Paul's books, Paul, how can they get in touch with you? Oh, they can just, they can merely go to Amazon.com and put Paul Wozniak in the search box and, and the books I've written will come, will pop up. It's um, Paul Wozniak, W-O-Z-N-I-A-K. I'm Judy Redlick. This is Encounter. Paul, thanks so much for being my guest today. We've talked about a lot of issues. Maybe this has given you some food for thought. I'd like to end this show with one of my favorite scriptures, which I hope will comfort you. Psalm 32, verses 6 through 8. Therefore, let everyone who is godly pray to you while you may be found. Surely when the mighty waters rise, they will not reach him. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. Salah. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you and watch over you. Aren't these comforting words that you and I can hold on to in these days of chaos, turmoil, and change? See you next time on Encounter. Bring a friend, won't you? This has been Encounter with Judy Redlick. Informing listeners on local Christian events and matters that affect your lives. Spread the word and invite people to listen to Encounter on KSIV or online at botradionetwork.com.